This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for the Rick Smith Show. Now, here is the voice of the working class, Rick Smith. And welcome, brothers, sisters, working class heroes. This is the Rick Smith Show. Thanks so much for being here today on the big program. Lots to get to. Lots to talk about the Deep State Bowl. How many people paid attention to the the big Deep State Bowl, which the Deep State won, evidently. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs uh, beat the 49ers. And I got to tell you, the whole weekend uh, of the the big run-up to the game, my favorite part were all the MAGA people that I know who are rooting for San Francisco. It's, you know, for the first time in a very long time, uh, the first time I can remember that these folks actually wanted something good to happen to the folks in San Francisco. Could be the start of some new things. Could be the start of a new leaf being turned over. Maybe rainbow flags out front. Who knows? But, you know, good on them. Uh, good on them. Uh, the conspiracy theories, however, abound. Uh, didn't really care. It was a great game. Enjoyed it. Uh, overtime. You love that kind of stuff. Uh but the deep state, they sure know how to write a script, don't they? The deep state, they know how to they know how to how to put on a football game. Entertaining. Very, very good. Now, what's weird to me, what's weird to me is, you know, the very people who tell me that, you know, government can't do anything and that they shouldn't do anything and that it's all broken and you know, incompetent. Um they 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 dream up these these weird Rube Goldberg kind of intricate schemes and it's it's quite amazing now if the other part of it happens that joe biden will now get elected all right we'll see we'll see how this plays out i mean there's there's many parts many facets to the the conspiracy theory and the deep state now also over the weekend you had uh the the guy from fox news got fired uh tucker yeah you got tucker carlson uh, doing an interview with vladimir putin complaining about the deep state you know, saying how the deep state does all this this incredible stuff, uh, does all this this media propaganda, while sitting across from a former KGB operative, um, who was you know fully <laughs> gorged in propaganda. But hey, don't let irony bite you in the behind. And also, our former president couldn't couldn't take a win could not take the win that the special co- prosecutor uh, that he he got in um, gave to them, which is saying, you know, Joe Biden's old, which plays into their narrative. No, no, he had to step all over that. And over the weekend, uh, was was angry at Taylor Swift. That's right, more anger by the MAGA folks at Taylor Swift uh, by basically saying on his Truth Social account that, that she should be grateful for him. She should be thankful. She should be grateful because he signed the Music Modernization Act. uh, And he did for Taylor Swift and all other musical artists something Joe Biden didn't do. Uh, The the, the Truth Social 
post was, Joe Biden didn't do anything for Taylor and never will. There's no way she could endorse crooked Joe Biden, the worst and most corrupt president in the history of our country, and be disloyal to the man who made her so much money. Evidently, it's it's the Trump. Uh, Trump did that for her. Now, that got very little attention because, you know, the, obviously the deep state poll uh, was predetermined. It was all plotted out. Uh, and we're going to hear about that for, for weeks and months to come. Uh, but no, he couldn't just leave it at, at Taylor Swift. Needs to be grateful to him. No, no, he had to go after NATO uh, over the weekend. And this is one of these things. That I don't know why people are surprised. Uh, there was a bunch of outrage, especially on the left. Can you believe he said that? Yeah. It's who he's always been. Why are we surprised by the fact that he said, in, this, in a nutshell, what he said? Um if if people in NATO don't pay their dues into the into the the organization, that he would encourage someone to attack them, anyone. He would encourage whoever to do whatever they wanted, because you got to pay your bills. And I'm going, that's who he's always been. Why is there any surprise or shock? And in fact, this is what the base loves about him. This is what the MAGA the MAGA base loves. This is what the the GOP heart throbs over a, a dictator fascist kind of leader who loves Vlad. And, you know, the reality is they are, are showing their colors. They're telling us who they are. They, and with Trump, I'm, I'm just mind blown at the, the, the fact that anyone is in this moment, all these years later, surprised by anything that comes out of his mouth. And the other part, that Republicans haven't, haven't pushed back. This is the, this is, see, Trump being who he is, we've all known that. We've all known what kind of guy he is. We all know he, 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 he fashions himself, uh, you know, as, as, as a Roy Cohn kind of mafi, ma, mafioso. We, we get that. And this plays into that. For me, it's the Republican base. For me, it's the voters and in November, again, we're going to see what kind of Republican Party we have. Now, we, we all know the election is going to come down to a handful of states. We know, you know, Michigan, Pennsylvania, uh, Wisconsin, the blue wall. If Biden wins those, going to do fine. Uh, you've also you're throwing Arizona, Nevada and Georgia in there as potential uh, back and forth. There's a combination of those states that that could go to Biden and, and ultimately to victory. But the fact that Republicans in any of those states would be okay with the kind of comments that have come out of Trump's mouth, that's what should be surprising. That there are still supporters who, you know, just, just 20 years ago, this, is, this one comment would have been the end. Would have been the end. Howard Dean made a weird noise and it was the end of him. And I look at Trump as he's he's everything that we know he is. And there's there's no surprises here. Uh, there's there's no vetting. There's no vetting process that we have to worry about. Going, oh, we've uncovered dirt. Really? How much more dirt do you need? How much more of a disgrace do you have to to be before the the Republican base, the MAGA base, will go? 
that's a bridge too far. And I don't think there is a bridge too far. I don't think there's a bottom to this pit. I don't think there's, oh, you've gone too far this time. And this is where I'm, I'm struggling with where we are in this moment. Because this guy is going to potentially be our commander-in-chief. This guy is going to set the, the, the geopolitical policy of this country as the most powerful man on the planet for four years into the future. And what, what kind of damage can you do in those years by sending this kind of message is, is quite, quite remarkable. Now, will it backfire? I don't know. We'll see in the coming days and weeks if the folks in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin uh, push back. We'll see. I, I, and I don't know. It's frightening to think that this goes unresponded to, but if I look at the reaction from Marco Rubio over the weekend, uh, that he has zero concern, um, that makes me 100% concerned. That makes me 100% worried about where the Republican Party is, especially the fact that we, we can't seem to get a bill through to fund Ukraine in a moment where they're, they're, being, they're being bombed and, and attacked. Doesn't look like we're standing by. But we will see. I got a lot to get to today, a lot to talk about. When we come back, my good friend Rich Ojet is going to be here to share some thoughts on, well, all of the, the fun, the excitement, the insanity that has been, well, this past weekend. Quick break. Right back. We are AFGE, the American Federation of Government Employees. We represent 700,000 federal and D.C. government workers who are the vital threads of the fabric of American life. We support our nation's military. We take care of our nation's veterans. We protect our nation's borders. We respond to our nation's crises and natural disasters. We provide services to our nation's seniors. The American Federation of Government Employees. We work for America. We are AFGE, the American Federation of Government Employees. We represent 700,000 federal and D.C. government workers who are the vital threads of the fabric of American life. We support our nation's military. We take care of our nation's veterans. We protect our nation's borders. We respond to our nation's crises and natural disasters. We provide services to our nation's seniors. The American Federation of Government Employees. We work... For America. Welcome back to the Rick Smith Show. Now, here is Rick Smith. So I'm going to tell you, what a week for the uh, the mega darling GOP heartthrob Vladimir Putin. Wow. Um, you know, look, the faithful, thrilled. You know, I get this image in my head of the, the Tiki Torque folks, only this time instead of outrage and screaming, they were, well, outraged and screaming with happy tears. And look, you you pile that on top of the comments by Trump over the weekend from South Carolina, as we've been talking about, encouraging Putin to do whatever he wants to do to NATO countries if they don't if they don't pay up. Wow. Uh, could Putin have asked for a better week thanks to Trump, thanks to Tucker Carlson, thanks to a Republican Party hell bent on destruction of the American experience? I don't think so. I don't think he could have bought this. And here to share some thoughts on, well, just how crazy, what a week it's been. 
and what this could mean going down the road. I've asked my good friend Rich Ojeda to come talk with us. Uh, Rich is the chief cook and bottle washer over at Turn Left Pack. He's also my military go-to expert guy. Rich, thanks for taking time for us. I always enjoy the Rick Smith show, my man. So what do you make of this? Let's start with the uh, the comments by Trump. Uh, are, you, are you surprised by Trump saying, you know, I would encourage them to do whatever they whatever the hell they want. Uh, you got to pay. You got to pay your bills. Are you surprised that that Trump would be that kind of guy? I'm surprised that he gets away with it. I'm surprised that he gets a pass to be his worst self. You know, uh, you can only begin to imagine how our allies across Europe, you know, how they have always stood strong as allies of the United States of America. And we have a person now that, you know, I'm very, very happy is no longer the president, but of course he's trying to run for reelection now. And uh, we have a person that's literally telling us the quiet stuff out loud. He's literally telling us that he doesn't care. If Vladimir Putin wants to invade a country in Europe, he doesn't care. You know, Donald Trump is standing with our adversaries and not our allies. And this is a big red flag. And with what Donald Trump said today should be all that we need to know about why we cannot allow him to ever be held uh, or ever be elevated to that seat of power ever again. It, It absolutely sickens me that so many people in this country are literally not even paying attention to what's really going on. You know, we could literally lose our democracy. If Donald Trump wins, and, you know, it's going to be chaotic. It will be, the only thing I can hope and pray for is that we absolutely take back the House with the ferocity and we increase the lead that we have in the Senate. That way, if Donald Trump is the president and he decides he wants to be a dictator on day one, make no mistake about it, they can impeach him a third time, and this time the Senate will not protect him. And then he's gone. But hopefully we won't get to that because hopefully these 91 felony counts that carry between five years and 25 years, all he's got to do is be found guilty in one. And if if these criminal cases go anywhere like the civil cases have, then Donald Trump is in a world of hurt. And that's exactly where he deserves to be. Yeah, but here's my problem. My problem is I expect this from Donald Trump. When I saw him say that, I'm going, okay, I don't know why anyone's upset. I have no idea why you're outraged by it. I have no idea why we're surprised or shocked or any of that stuff because this is who he is. It's who he's always been. It's who he's going to be. The surprise for me is just how far gone the Republican Party is, just how far gone the average Republican voter seems to be because the outrage, this should be a career ender. This should be no way. It's not even a, a, it's not even a question that in November he doesn't stand a chance. That should, this is that kind of moment for me. But I, you know, Mike, I guess my mind is thinking 20 years ago. Well, I mean, it's absolutely sickening. You know, the we've got Republican members of Congress that absolutely blame Donald Trump on January 6th that are now today acting as if it never happened, acting as if it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. We watched people strike our national flag from the Capitol and replace it with the Trump rag. We saw people parading rebel flags through the halls of Congress. People rubbed excrement on the walls of Congress. And, you know, it, it, it amazes me how these people are so quick to forget 
these things. And a lot of these people were cowering down behind their desks on January the 6th. But now they're acting as if it didn't happen. And, you know, it, it just, it, it, it sickens me. But at the end of the day, you know, it's like people will disappoint. People will disappoint us. You know, the mere fact that Cancun Cruz continues <laughs> to be elected and continues to be somebody that's that's literally safe when this guy does nothing but lie and cheat. He's nowhere near the man he wants you to think that he is. You know, he's an absolute weakling is what he is. But Texas keeps electing him. You know, you want to talk about being religious, but yet you don't want to say anything about the nonsense that's going on at the border. We're, we're in so much. I just I hope and pray that, that we can turn this around this next election, because if we can't, then we're going to lose our democracy. We will lose our democracy. Yeah, no, no. You know, you said a moment ago, you know, the, the reality is, is uh, if if the Republican Party and you seem to think it's possible that Trump could be president and Democrats hold on to the Senate and the House, I don't. I fear if Trump's president, it's a sweep of the House and the Senate. And we end up in that that disaster world uh, that everyone that I fear uh, and you know, because, look, I saw a great sign on, on social media recently. You know, you ask, you said something like, you know, if you were wondering how the how the German people, uh, you know, didn't do anything during the rise of the Nazis. Well, you're living it. And sadly, yeah. this this election, uh, this could be that moment 50 years from now, 70 years from now. People look back on and go, yeah, that was that was their that was their demise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we are a young nation compared to many. But uh, if we keep going down this path, we are on our way out. It's interesting you bring that, that, that point up. You know, the, the idea of being a young nation, because I don't know if you saw the Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin, which, again, I think the greatest uh, response to that was, I think, by a New York Times writer uh, who said, you know, Tucker Carlson's the Tokyo Rose of this generation. Because I don't know why you platform Putin in the way that Tucker Carlson did basically just sitting there for two hours, asking very few questions and looking like a lap dog, but he did, but Putin for me. And, and you know, as I listened to the whole thing, uh, he laid out exactly what I believed from the beginning, which is uh, this is a guy who wants to get the old band back. Uh, former K Soviet era KGB officer wants the glory of the good old days. And he went from the history of the country all the way up until the moment, you know, basically saying, yeah, I'm getting the band back together and we're going back after all that other stuff. Um, but understand that Europe, Europe is absolutely against this. First and foremost, we know that Ukraine was supposed to fall quickly from the Russian onslaught. And then we found out that Vladimir Putin had plans to immediately cross into Moldova. And, you know, what, what, what Vladimir Putin wants is to control. He wants to go back to the, to the Cold War. He wants the, the Iron Curtain to be established. And, and, and if that takes place, folks, understand that the people in Sofia, Bulgaria, uh, the people in 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 uh, 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 Serbia, the people in Croatia, in in Slovenia, in Bosnia Herzegovina, all of those areas, those are all you know uh, 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 the Czech Republic, Slovakia. These are all places that were behind the Iron Curtain, and those countries have moved on from communism. They're doing great for themselves, and it's it's wonderful. And they don't want to go backwards in time, but that's exactly what Vladimir Putin wants. 
And that's what America needs to understand is Vladimir Putin is not going to stop at Ukraine. Vladimir Putin wants to come and take as much as he can. And if he has to fight with other countries, I mean, I mean, this is what he wants. They, they're, they are about ready to cross the 400,000 lost Russian lives in this, in this war. 400,000. You know, uh, just uh, how can, is it ever going to stop? They're losing a battalion every single day. Wow. And and we've got people like Tucker Carlson that wants to run over there and rescue Vladimir Putin. You know, but Tucker Carlson should be held accountable for treason for this stuff. He goes over there and gives Vladimir Putin a daggone softball interview that can be seen by these jackaloons that all of a sudden think that they're, you know, poor Republicans and, and that they, you know, now all of a sudden support cutting funding to our number one uh, or cutting funding to Ukraine, who is fighting our number one adversary. It's it, You can't make this stuff up. And Tucker Carlson should be held accountable for that. He's going to jail for that. Now, what I was going to bring up is, you know, the fact, as you pointed out, that he's going to get the band back together and and, and that, that former glory of yesteryear. But the other thing that I picked up in the interview is he made a pitch to the basically to the Republican Party about the idea for homogeny, the idea of, of one race, one 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 religion, one, you know, this kind of narrow minded worldview, which appeals to MAGA world. And, you know, you combine that with Trump saying, you know, pay up or we're not going to defend you and I'm going to encourage him to do whatever he wants. It, it, yeah. it kind of lays this groundwork for, well, a chaotic, you know, fascistic future. And and look, while the while everyone's right now is losing their mind over Joe Biden's age, the reality is, is, you know, the choice is between an old guy who sometimes forgets stuff and, and someone who wants to destroy the Constitution and rework the global uh, geopolitical system in favor of, well, yesteryear. Yeah. No, I, I don't understand how we can be in this situation, this predicament that we are in. Uh, I, I, I just I hope that people open their eyes. I really do. You know, it amazes me that we have people in this country that are literally willing to stand with Putin. You know, it wasn't very long. I mean, I'm, I am I am 53 years old, and I was a Cold War veteran. You know, I, I remember when I was a young private stationed in Germany where we had this mission to get to the full the gap within the first 24 hours and try to stay alive. And if we could stay alive for the first 24 hours, we would then gain air superiority. Our enemy was Russia. And here we are. You know, I am, I mean, I mean, hell, I was a cold warrior and now we're literally about ready to bring that back because that's exactly what Russia wants. And there's people in this country that are willing to absolutely give it to him. So let me and ask you, Donald me... Trump is by far the worst human being ever to ever occupy that chair. And he doesn't deserve it to ever get it again. So let me ask you, because, you know, I know a lot of guys our age, we're right about the same age group. I'm a little bit older. Uh, grew up during the same time period, remember the same kind of Cold War tensions, remember the same idea of mutually assured destruction, you know, all of this stuff. How is it that our generation seems to be the ones leading the okay? Yeah, no, this is this is a different Russia. This is this isn't getting the old band back. Don't forget about that past. Uh, forget about the, the history of him being a former KGB agent. Forget about all of the, the transgressions of the past, that this is the future that they want to move 
I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with that. How is it that it's our generation pushing that? Well, because you know what? Uh, the 30 years of attack on public education, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, I hate to say it. I spent four years in the classroom. You know, teachers don't teach to inspire anymore because they can't because the boards of education are, are, are literally tying their hands. You got people banning books. This is about the 30 years of attack on public education. You know, they have dumbed down our country. You know, we've got students that come to America as foreign exchange students, and when they're done, they go back to their home countries and they talk about how in the United States of America, you know, all the exams are, lit the teachers teach you the test so you can pass the test. Nobody fails anymore. You know, I can remember we had a guy that we kicked out of school like the second week of school because he literally got caught selling drugs. And on graduation day, I'm walking in the hallway where all the cap and gowns are, are lined up, and there's the kid with the cap and gown on. And I'm like, what the hell? Why is he here? And they're like, nobody, nobody fails. Everybody graduates. Absolute sad. And when you don't educate people properly, they're easily uh, preyed upon. And that's what's going on right now. We've got a bunch of people that think that they're poor Republicans because Donald Trump told them that. And the truth is, is that's an oxymoron. You know, there is no such thing as a poor Republican. You know, you got people that are duped by these rich Republicans and they scare these people into protecting them. But uh, that's where we're at, man. It's yeah. it's been an attack on education. So let me go. Let me let me wrap this up in one place because obviously the comments uh, over the weekend by Donald Trump of yeah, do whatever the hell you want. Um, uh, there's there's got to be some some political pushback, and we know there's going to be you know this election coming forth. There's going to be a handful of states are going to decide it. You know, you got the blue wall states of Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and then you throw in Arizona, Georgia, Nevada. How do you think those comments are going to play in in the blue wall states? Is it going to encourage uh, Republicans maybe to stay home? Do you think it's going to matter? Uh, and maybe in the other states, is this going to be an issue in those in those states, do you think? Well, you know, at the end of the day, it would be nice if Republicans would basically step up to the plate and acknowledge what's going on. Uh, you know, I'm I'm I am hoping, you know, I, I look at, uh, you know, we lost one point three million people to covid. You know, I, I, I believe that every single day more and more people are waking up to Donald Trump. I, I believe that over the next this next year, you know, the stock market is doing better than it's ever done before. The things that Joe Biden has put in place are actually paying off now. I think that people are seeing that. They're going to continue seeing it until Election Day. You know, I'm hoping that a lot of people uh, will choose not to even show up if Donald Trump gets basically pulled from the ballot. Uh, but I, I still believe that there's a lot of people that are waking up. Republicans are waking up because they know that Donald Trump is literally going to destroy our democracy. And if we if that happens, then then it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a wild ride for those of us that are on this ride. You know, are, is, is Donald Trump going to come after you and me? Uh, and at the end of the day, it is what it is. Yeah. But make no mistake about it, Donald Trump is petty like that. Uh, and once again, if, if our government allows... Donald Trump to be elevated, uh, I will tell you, my goal will be probably to start looking for potential properties outside of this country. That's a scary thing to, to hear, Rich. 
Uh, but as always, I appreciate the thoughts, the time. Thanks so much, our good friend, Rich Ojeda. Uh, but here's the thing, folks. You know, we got to stand and fight. We've got to, in this moment, take the man for his word. Listen to what he says. And then come November, hold him accountable for it. For our audience on Free Speech TV, thanks, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you back here next time. For our radio folks across the country, going to take a quick break right back after this. Thanks for tuning in to The Rick Smith Show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Rick Smith Show. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find all that and much more at thericksmithshow.com. Welcome back to the Rick Smith Show. Now, here is Rick Smith. So, I've been spending a lot of time hearing Democrats do some some real interesting verbal and mental gymnastics over the special counsel's report saying that Joe Biden is just too old. He's just too old. The whole reason, because he's an old, affable guy that people would expect to be a little, a little, a little senile. Uh, and Democrats have been doing their foolhardy best to explain. And at the end of the day, if you're explaining... You're losing. And I, I've i been saying from the beginning here, take a page from this parody account uh, with the frame that is very clear that there is a big difference between being a wise old man who forgets some stuff and a fascist intent on destroying the, the Constitution and the country. And oh, by the way, complete global upheaval. If you don't pay your dues, it's crazy. Crazy stuff that we're seeing and here to share some thoughts on maybe what Biden and the Democrats should be doing in light of the, the most recent reporting. I've asked our good friend, former Ohio congressman and political analyst Bob Nay to come share some thoughts. Bob, thanks for taking time for us. Thank you, Rick. So what do you make of this? I mean, you got this special counsel that's come out and said, you know, or what people view what he said is the only reason that they didn't indict him is because because he's too old. Any thoughts? Yes, there's a. I have a lot of thoughts. First, let's go to let's go to a, a legal thought in a sense. If the people quote defending Biden start down a certain path, then it goes back to the report where you know he knew clearly and constantly everything, and it was a bright light. Oh, then he willfully did something, and if he willfully did something, should he be prosecuted, and why should Donald? Trump be prosecuted willfully doing something. There's another rabbit hole is what I'm saying. You know, so the report came out, and I think the the status quo should have been, uh, you know, he's not going to be indicted. Uh, it, it's done. Special prosecutor can have any comment he wants to make. You know, Comey, when he cleared, quote, Hillary, air quotes, Hillary Clinton, he made comments. Look, these reports are supposed to be and this is standard. Uh, believe me, I know the system from being in it under the microscope of the Justice Department. These reports are supposed to be cleared or not cleared. They're not supposed to be editorials, right. period, whether it's Trump, Hillary Clinton, or Joe Biden. Now, all of a sudden, everybody jumped on this to defend from, you know, the president's wife, Benjamin Netanyahu weighed in on it, please. You know, so the, you, we're, we're looking at this, and if you make me the dictator political consultant, and I've got everybody in the room, I'm going to look and say, 
hi, very politely, shut up, you be quiet, you be quiet. That's what I'm going to do because there is no win on this thing. Plus, Trump gave them a gift of entering a brand new rabbit hole on NATO. Oh, no, and so we get, we're going to get to that in a second because that is huge. But, you know, you look at the polling and ABC News, Ipsos just came out with a poll, said 86 percent of the people that they polled think Biden's too old. But 62 percent think Trump's too old. Well, well, of course, you know, I, I have been predicting and I didn't predict why, but I predicted that, you know, Trump may not be the nominee for the Republicans, not because he couldn't win it. But I have thought all along as I've watched this whole scenario progress and the polling numbers on both Biden and Trump, and I've said a hundred times, only Trump can beat Biden, only Biden can beat Trump. I know everybody's supporters are going to be going wild over that, but it, I think it's a fact of life and polling indicates that on a, on a bipartisan basis. Having said that, if Biden leaves, you know, does his four years, uh, I did this, I did that. I want to spend some twilight time with my grandkids and my wife. And he takes uh, the vice president along with him. And you've got a newcomer into the system, whoever could be Gavin Newsom, could be anybody that makes a whole different dynamic on Trump's polling. I promise you that it takes Trump to a different level where I don't believe that that Trump would be the nominee. I think the Republicans would have the same problem as some of the Democrats have right now with Biden. But the polling numbers are there. The vast majority of this country feels that both of them have gaps. And both of them are are too up in age to be where they're at. So, I mean, these, these are the facts of life. But the the response and to keep this thing going as uh, as they were attempting to do, meaning the campaign, you know, his wife and everybody, the first lady, let let it go. Here's the report. You want to sit there and argue, you know, with with the prosecutor and start to have the prosecutor respond? I don't think so. No, I'm right there with you. Like I said, if you're explaining, you're losing. Anyone knows that in politics and and especially a negative like this. I think you got to go out. You got to do what you're, you do your job. And and I think there would be could be a moment of, you know, of, of Biden even coming out and talking about, look, you know, what it's like to be an older statesman and and the accomplishments that he's done. And and, and but, you know, not getting into the the whole I'm too old thing. I wow. A major rabbit hole. But here's the thing. And, you know, thank goodness for Trump uh, in this vein, because over the weekend he also decided, hey, uh, let's say something really stupid. And as you said, go down a rabbit hole. Uh, and that is that if, you know, the NATO countries don't pay their uh, their dues into NATO, that uh, and the quote was, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. Basically saying that if, you know, if Russia wants to invade one of the other countries that may be behind on their dues, he would encourage him to do it, which is kind of an interesting position for a guy who wants to be commander in chief. Uh, to, uh, kind of an interesting foreign policy take. Well, it was because you have the report that, that came out and I'm watching all the news articles and the, the countering to it. And I'm like, wow, OK, this thing is it not only has legs, it's like a centipede, and it's crawling. And then <laughs> pre 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 Super Bowl, Trump comes out with you know with this NATO announcement of yeah Russia Russia should attack or they need to be attacked by Russia basically paraphrasing it. 
Now, his campaign people came out and said, well, you know, NATO, they don't pay enough money. We're not going to subsidize them. And they're begging to not have defense. That's not how Trump said his 25-second clip. So in his 25 seconds, when I think it was Saturday night, he managed to take off the front pages, frankly, the prosecutor's report, and throw an entirely different issue out there on NATO. And of course, who responds? John Bolton, because John Bolton was with him. Now you've got, not that John Bolton would have any political life, but you've got Bolton now being able to come out and say, well, now, wait a minute, you know, and comment on Trump and NATO and what Trump really said, because now nobody can recall that Trump actually said what he said to those NATO leaders at the time that he claims he did. Fascinating. He took he took a bonfire for Biden and he, and he took his own fire extinguishers to put it out. Yeah, and look, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I cannot believe how many Republicans have failed to come out and condemn this. I mean, Marco Rubio said he had zero concern. I mean, I, this is where my mind goes to this place. Where is that Republican Party that I grew up with? Because, uh, you know, I grew up during the Cold War. I grew up when, when, when you know, the Soviet Union was, you know, our, our adversary. And to have this kind of a statement from a guy who wants to be president is is bizarre to me well it's taken a whole weird turn you know with with putin and russia and of course the tucker carlson a softball interview which i don't blame him for doing the interview corporate media would have done it if they could have gotten it but you know all of a sudden it's it's a, it's a total softball deal with putin and it just it looks like putin's in a driver's seat meanwhile putin and china meanwhile are part of this whole BRICS, B-R-I-C-K-S coalition, and they're trying to devalue the dollar, and all of that's going on, uh, and the United States debates whether we're going to help Ukraine or not. I mean, it's just, the dynamics of it, you're right, has taken a turn I never thought I would see. You brought up the Tucker Carlson interview, which which I wanted to hit on, because, you know, I watched the softball interview, and you're right, you know, you, you take the interview... Um, but you got to ask some some decent questions. I mean, you got to. I mean, he sat there for the first thirty minutes, you know, like 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 an interested lapdog, uh, being lectured about the history of of Russia and the, the history of Soviet the Soviet Union and all this stuff, and and just kind of okay, which was kind, which is a weird a weird bit. Um, but I got to tell you, it listening to Putin talk about that solidified my view right from the beginning that this is about getting the old band back and it doesn't just stop with Ukraine. Right. I mean, it was amazing to see Putin, you know, go from the Soviet Union dissolving to Russia to everybody excited about Putin way back when to Putin and which direction he's going. And then he just kind of blatantly lays it out there, you know, uh, and, and I wondered if the, and this is sort of a conspiracy, maybe <laughs> theory thinking, but I wondered at the end when Tucker Carlson said, can I take the reporter back with me who's been detained, et cetera. I kind of wondered if there's maybe a deal in the process where this reporter gets freed and Tucker Carlson asked for him to be freed, you know, you know, you never know. 
No, no, I, you know, I thought the exact same thing. Uh, you know, while right. the while the, the Biden administration and and diplomacy is in the works, Carlson throws himself in the middle of that so he can say, "Look what I did." When he had nothing right. to do with it. But what I found interesting is, and I said this from the beginning when I when I found out that Carlson was going to interview Putin, I said, look, you know, the reality is I know he's not a journalist because he's not going to get thrown out of a window. He's not going to get poisoned and he's not going to get locked mm-hmm. up. He's going to walk home, which is what what has happened. So that landed like a lead balloon. <laughs> uh, but here's the here's the thing. Um, out of this interview, how do you think this is going to play with the with the base? Because what I heard Putin talk, the thing that I I think the MAGA folks would be thrilled with, is the uh, the, the talk of homogeny, the talk of strong borders, the the kind of well nationalism that that I I think that that my MAGA friends are are looking for. Right. Well, I mean, when you look at the entire interview, and then you look at Putin, it's hard for me to answer because I don't know what they're looking for. I mean, they're they're kind of just saying, well, the relationship of Donald Trump and Putin, Ukraine would have never been attacked in the first place. I mean, we're hearing that about everything. Israel, the Ukraine, Taiwan, you know. So I don't know what they garnish out of the interview, but in their minds, if Trump was there, there wouldn't even be a Putin problem. See, this is where I find listening to the interview this is where I have a hard time with that because Putin clearly has this this vision of 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 recreating empire. Uh, if you listen to what he said, he clearly, you know, from a historical position, wants those historical boundaries back, wants those historical borders back, and and I don't know how I don't know how you you make the argument that that if Trump were president, uh, he wouldn't have done that. I, I'm just not sure how that happens. Well, I, mean, I don't think it's necessarily a legitimate argument, but you know that's what that's what you hear out there. Well, if Trump was president, you know, uh, Gaza wouldn't have happened. Uh, Hamas would not have done what it did to Israel, uh, Ukraine, Taiwan, because it's strength through fear or strength through whatever it is, and, and there's no proof of it. Yeah, and and you now it's easy to sit here and say, well, you know. These things wouldn't have happened if Trump was there because we don't know. I mean, it's it's easy to say that they wouldn't happen. There's no basis particularly for it. And especially after Trump's comment about NATO, then if that was tr- if that were true and we didn't start defending NATO members, would Putin change his stripes? I highly doubt it. He would still do what he does. And I think you're right. You know, he Putin blatantly just lays out the fact that you might as well put the Soviet back in the Soviet Union. Yeah. And also, you know, what I found interesting is how he, he went through and deconstructed Ukraine. It's like it never it never existed and, and should have never existed. It's, you know, they're Russians. And he tells a story at one point about how Ukrainian soldiers are, you know, are basically surrounded and, you know, they're offered to surrender. And he tells this story of the Ukrainian soldiers saying, we're Russians, we don't surrender. And then they perished. And you go, uh, I, I, I'm struggling with that story. I'm struggling with that, what I think is a fairy tale. Well, also, we have to remember that in these small uh, cities that Russia took over, and in the eastern border of Ukraine, we also have to remember that they installed 
quote, democratically elected governments that all of a sudden just absolutely love Russia. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's a puppet scenario. And um, as long as nobody attempts to stop Putin, he will go to the point where one day he'll say, OK, I'm kind of done with the Ukraine. The territory we have taken is now Russian and the rest of the small pieces are the Ukraine. We'll save that for later on. And that's what he would do if if it, if there's no force to fight against him. I mean, I think from day one, one of the problems that NATO had was they should have put a no-fly zone. I mean, we, we everybody, we were all afraid of, well, one jet may hit another jet. Well, that happens. But a no-fly zone would have spared a lot of problems. But if we're not going to do a no-fly zone, and we took the approach of spending money, which is what NATO and us and the allies did, then... At some point in time, you have to continue it or you stop it and Russia takes over the Ukraine. It happens because I know the Ukrainians are tough fighters, but eventually if the money runs out, you know what happens. No, no. If, if we don't get them the, the things that they need, they don't get the arms that they need. Um, you know, clearly uh, it's it's over. And and I was, you know, I was having a conversation with a with a guy who's a military minded guy and he's somebody I look to. Uh, for information, he said, look, you know, the thing Biden's done masterfully in all this is he's basically sent them all of our our older stuff so that we can rebuild for for the future. And I and, and, and it's something that I haven't heard often before that a lot of what we're sending is stuff that's been been in storage for a while as we're replenishing our stock of, of upgraded and newer stuff. And I think there's also another aspect to this. Uh, at first, when this when this happened, there was a unified go get them. And then all of a sudden it started to peel off and then it became, well, you know, uh, are we really going to help the Ukraine? And then the whole MAGA perspective came into it. And well, what are we doing? Because if Trump had been there, we wouldn't have to be doing this. And it just started to dissolve in certain cases, but obviously the vote, at least in the Senate, shows that you had, what, 18 Republicans, I think it was, uh, 17 or 18, combined with the Democrats, and you've got a combination package where the Ukraine has the vast majority of the money. Now we have to see what the House does. The House is in a particular problem, let's face it. Uh, they couldn't even pass a standalone Israel bill the other day. But this will be the proof of the pudding of where... The, the bulk of the Republicans will stand on the Ukraine or not. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, so last question I've got for you. Uh, you know, clearly, all of this this craziness uh, culminated over the weekend with the uh, with the deep state bowl. Uh, you know, clearly during the Tucker Carlson interview with Putin, they talked about how strong the American deep state is, how strong they are, and 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 you know, propaganda and media. Uh, the deep state bowl was won by the the CIA's hand picked hand-chosen team, evidently. <laughs> you buying any of Absolutely. this? Well, and this thrusts it into phase two, where the deep state won, Taylor Swift won, and because of her popularity, that will be able to translate into the arms and the tentacles going out, maybe into the ballot boxes. Maybe Taylor Swift will show up, you know, electronically, to hypnotize people, you know, for Biden. I mean, you never know, okay? 
I'm just adding some things to this. Oh no, I've I've I heard I have heard all the conspiracies. You know, like you know, this is Super Bowl Fifty Eight, and five plus eight is thirteen. The name of her album, or the name of something of hers, and I'm going. Who thinks of this stuff? Who's got time for this stuff? I mean, personally, I'm just tired of all the. I don't know. I don't care whose side it is. I don't care if it's Kanye West and Trump or Taylor Swift and Biden. I'm personally just kind of tired of it. There's a football game or a basketball game, and, you know, let's play ball. There okay? you go. That's what I want to hear. Bob, as always, good stuff, my friend. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Our good friend Bob Nay, former Ohio congressman, political analyst. I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, email me, Rick at the Rick Smith Show.com. Did you get, get a good view of the deep state bowl? I still no. can't believe we've gone that far, that far down the hole. Quick break, right back. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1913. That was the day that the labor leader known as Mother Jones was arrested in West Virginia. She was there to support coal miners during the Paint and Cabin Creek strike of 1912-1913. The West Virginia coal fields were one of the bloodiest sites of labor conflict in U.S. history. The bosses had evicted the striking workers from their company homes. As a result, the strikers lived in tent camps under dire conditions. 83-year-old Mother Jones visited these camps where she gave fiery speeches. In the fall, she organized a march of the miners' children through the streets of Charleston, West Virginia. Authorities saw Mother Jones as a troublemaker and wanted to expel her from their state. On February 7th, guards hired by the bosses attacked one of the miner camps with a machine gun mounted on an armored train. One striker died. The workers responded with an attack of their own, thus giving the governor the excuse to declare martial law. Mother Jones was arrested and put on trial for murder at a military court. The basis for her arrest was a speech she had given three months earlier. Mother Jones refused to recognize the authority of the trial, writing in her autobiography that my arrest and trial were unconstitutional. She was convicted and sentenced to 20 years. It was during this trial that Mother Jones was called the most dangerous woman in America. The sentence of this well-known labor leader spurred national outrage. The United States Senate ordered an investigation into the conditions of the West Virginia coal mines. West Virginians elected a new governor who released the beloved Mother Jones. Upon her release, she continued fighting for workers until the day she died at 100 years old. Like what you hear? Check out more at laborhistoryin2.com. You're listening to The Rick Smith Show, where working people come to talk. So the question, the question goes, what should Biden and Democrats do on the messaging front? Should they continue to address the age issue? Uh, is 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 Bob right? Uh, is is it you know? Is Trump the only person Biden can beat, and is Biden the only person Trump can beat? I said that right from the beginning, uh, and I think you know Bob and I have been on the same page. Uh, I also think, look, if if Biden does step out at some point, which you know potentially, who knows? Who knows what tomorrow offers? I don't think he's going to. Uh, and look, I think he's uh, like any. Older guy sometimes forgets things. Uh, but, you know, 
what is it about us in this country right now where you know we talk about respect we talk about treating each other okay and then and then to have this kind of assault on on someone's age and wisdom now you know i've said from the beginning i i don't think biden is a great orator he's not i think he'd tell you that i think he struggles in a lot of situations because he's got some he's got some 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 uh, some stuttering issues like i did ha- right there uh, i think he's got some you know some some crowd issues at this age i think he's sharp as attack i think he he knows what he's doing it just doesn't it doesn't play for the camera and and we're very much a camera you know everything's got to be on video everything's got to be you know neat and tidy i want somebody i think biden was the perfect choice in the moment that we're in Someone who's not going to get all worked up. Someone who's going to have a steady hand. Someone who's not going to, you know, overreact. And I think in this moment of calling him old, he shouldn't overreact here either. Uh, I I said from the beginning, the, the where they should be out there is out there showing him do the job, doing the job, which is what he has been doing. Which is what Jelly Bucket Joe has been doing. I think the outburst and, and the anger and all that. Never, I got work to do. Don't have time for these games. And I think that. That is the frame. Look at what we've done. Look at how we've made things better. And oh, by the way, there is a difference between me and the other old guy. There's a huge difference. Yeah, maybe I forget something. Maybe I stumble over some words occasionally. But you know what? The policy is there. You know what? The work's being done and done well. The other guy is talking about retribution and revenge and you know bringing back the good old days of, of patronage. And, oh, by the way, not standing by our allies on the international front if, well, they didn't pay their bill. And saying that out loud, I mean, that's the part that, that's really quite interesting. I mean, you, you want to say that behind closed doors? You, you do that. But the fact that Trump feels the need to, to show how tough he is, to, you know, to stick out his chest and, well, you know, grab you by the you-know-what. Kind of makes kind of makes me go, at some point, do we say, maybe not? But in the coming days, weeks, and months, you know, the Biden folks have got to get out there and make the case that on the economic front, there's nobody better. On the jobs front, there's nobody better. On the fact that that wages are increasing, you know, inflation's going down. Vladimir Putin, in the interview with, with, with uh, Tucker Carlson, talked about how inflation isn't hurting the U.S., how it's actually doing pretty well. It was a weird kind of moment. I mean, the whole interview was a weird, a weird thing, to be honest. Uh, because you know Tucker Carlson was there to, to to carve out his niche as the the anti deep state MAGA person, uh, didn't really push back on the on on really anything. Uh, the history lesson that he got schooled on, there's a lot of questions in that, and and for me what it did is it solidified my view that you know Putin's in this to get the gang the gang back together. This is about recreating the old the old historic borders. This is about empire. This is about legacy and, and, and all of that, which I think we all knew at the beginning. And you had all the commentators and all the, the right-wing spin machine pushing back. And I'm going, no, this is, 
This is who he is. This is what he wants. This is where he's going. And with a Trump in the White House, how far do you think he gets to go before there's any any response? I think he goes as far as he wants. I think there is no pushback at all from a Donald Trump. Want to hear your thoughts? Email me, Rick at the ricksmithshow.com. Any thoughts on the Tucker interview? Any thoughts on the, the deep state bull? Any thoughts on, well, what, what the Biden and the Democrats should be doing? I want to hear it. Email me, Rick at the ricksmithshow.com. Miss any portion of the program? Make sure you grab the podcast. Wherever you get your favorite podcast, you'll find ours. Thanks for being here. We'll see you back here next time. You've been listening to The Rick Smith Show. Email Rick, Email Rick. at rick at Show.com. Until next time, this has been The Rick Smith Show, where working people come to talk. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.